Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on a very warm, very balmy uh, Thursday afternoon, the 19th of November. And uh, recording this podcast a little bit later than normal. It's about 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Been another busy day in the, in the business life, working with, uh, working with some leaders today, uh, helping them through all things. Uh, well, we're talking about resilience actually today, which is pertinent because I think I talked a little bit about resilience yesterday. But uh, it's interesting, a number of, number of my clients, a number of workshops recently has some themes running through it and even with even with the covid restrictions being eve, being eased now certainly in in melbourne and victoria there's a lot of pressure that's now being placed and continuing to be placed on on leaders particularly in the sales sales realm to increase their discretionary effort to drive more uh, outcomes before the end of the calendar year and uh, expectations are starting to go up and uh, hey for some reasons the the people in the ivory tower the senior leaders are becoming even more uh, impatient, if you like, when it comes to expectations and requirements for their teams, and so I spent some time some time today talking to a bunch of leaders just in relation to this particular thing, and they were they were looking for some help in relation to strategies and tactics to not so much to fight back, but to control a little bit more the environment they're operating in, and, and think about some tactics and strategies that they can build to build their levels of resilience, not just for themselves but also for their teams, so that they can. Continue to operate in a really high, high-paced environment, but also uh, start developing some some skills and some tools to have better conversations and to maybe some realigning of expectations, or at least start some conversations to uh, manage the expectations and manage some of the some of the conversations they're having with senior leaders. And it all comes down to what you've got control over. So as we've talked about a lot on this particular podcast. Uh, often things are going to happen which are beyond your control. And hey, literally, the, the proverbial S-H-I-T, uh, depends on how you spell it, but S-H-I-T, S-H-1-T, um, often the proverbial hits the fan and sometimes things appear to be beyond your control. And pressure's coming at us from left, right and center. Now, there's often external pressures, but there's also a lot of internal pressures. And one of the things we talked about today and, and got some feedback on was a number of the external pressures that leaders are being faced with right now in the current environment, particularly as we get closer to the end of the quarter, end of the end of the calendar year, and for some people, end of the financial year. And some of these external factors are it's it's the people in the senior levels of the organisation who are increasing the expectations. Almost for some, that appears to be exponentially. They may have made some uh, announcements to the marketplace. They've maybe set some expectations for the board in terms of what the business is going to deliver and that pressure starts to come down and hey in no uncertain terms some of these senior leaders don't necessarily uh, think about I guess the the way they communicate that message and it's very very cut and dry for a lot of them and for a lot of leaders particularly at the middle tier that are then having to communicate that message to their teams and hopefully try to increase the level of effort and try to meet the expectations that the business set for them sometimes they're finding it really challenging to think about how do I best First of all, take on board the, the expectations, but how do I how do I sort of challenge that? How do I seek understanding? How do I reset expectations to the point where I'm I'm doing what I possibly can? I think about what I've got control over, 
but not getting completely overwhelmed to the point where pressure is just too much that I can't handle it anymore. So there's a lot of external pressure coming on. There's a lot of internal factors that are also the causing people to feel stressful and uh, feeling the pressure, which potentially starts to cause, uh, whether it be health issues physically, also mental health type issues as well. And some of these are the internal factors in terms of, well, it might start with an external conversation, but uh, you might be playing things over and over and over in your head. So it might lead to levels of anxiety. You might be unsure about where you fit within the organization. You might be seeing some things happening on the external and you're wondering how this fits with you and how you're going to be placed in terms of this team. And, and some of the conversations we can start having can lead to us making some, uh, well, indecisions or we can make some assumptions based on what we're seeing, which can have an impact on our mental well-being. And therefore, when it comes to leading and leading our team, it can often have an impact on how we set the expectations, therefore how we lead by behavior and by example to our team as well. And it not necessarily is going to be a positive thing where we might be thinking that we're setting a positive example, but the demonstration of that example is something completely different that's being interpreted by a team. And it all starts with the pressures that are being placed upon us. So one of the things leaders talked about today was just the, the sheer expectation around just volume of time they're expected to put in in this particular business. And some of them were talking about spending 60, 70, up to 80 hours per, per week on the job. And it's a, it's a constant round-the-clock type operation, which is making it really difficult for people to leave the business, but also create that work-life balance. Not that that really exists, but work-life priorities. And there's really there has been really no time for these guys to have any downtime. Uh, so we talked about what they have control over, and, and I shared with them, and I think I might have shared with this on this metaphor on the podcast before, but we talked about the fist in the bucket of water principle because many of the leaders felt as if they couldn't leave the business because they've got people who are relying upon them, uh, and the expectations being set by the senior leaders is that they need to be available, they need to be there, they need to be visible, etc., etc. Hence the reason they're spending so much time at the, at, at the business. But I said to them, well, just think about this bucket, fist in the bucket of water. Just put a, get, a, get yourself a bucket, uh, fill it up with water, stick your fist into it, and then take your fist out and just notice how long the hole that you've created in the, in the bucket of water stays there after you've taken your fist out. And hey, people had a bit of a laugh and we had a bit of a laugh as well. And, and it's a ridiculous metaphor, but what it does, it actually shows you that every single person is replaceable. So I said to them, okay, what would happen if you guys were off for two weeks? or you guys are off for a month, or you're off for even a week? What would happen to the business? Would it continue? And the obvious answer to that is, yeah, absolutely it would continue. So I said, so why is it that we're putting so much pressure on ourselves to have to be there, have to be available, uh, when it's really not good for us to be there for 80 hours a week, right? Because there is a thing called a law of diminishing returns. So it does get to a point, a point at some point in the week where you'll cross a threshold, and it's almost like what's called an inflection point, where you might be really effective up to that point, but after that, it's the law of diminishing returns because the more time you spend there, the less effective you potentially are because you're not necessarily mentally in the right frame of mind, but also physically, you're not necessarily energized to be there uh, for that period of time because we're not designed to be working 80 hours a week. So I said, what's, what's your contract, your employment contract say? And they all had a bit of a laugh. And the contract says, well, it's about 37 and a half hours per week. But there's a little clause in there that says, oh, you might be expected to work some overtime or at the discretion of the business, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, okay, so what's your normal work week? And every single one of them said between 60 and 80 hours a week. So I said, right, we need to start thinking about what we have control over and start putting some things in place 
to develop a different approach so that we can actually not only maintain our state of mind, we can also maintain our physical health because we're no good to anybody when we're not well and we're certainly no good to anybody when we're not there. So one of the things we wanted to, wanted to cover off today, and this is the reason for this podcast, is we need to, we need to continually focus on what we have control over. And part of this is, is learning to build resilience on a regular basis because there's a number of different benefits when it comes to building resilience. And if we can, if we can, build, if we can be resilient as much as we possibly can, which means we have to take responsibility for everything that's happening, and I've talked about this a lot as well, but there's a number of benefits to being resilient as an individual, but also think about the example you're setting your team as well. Firstly, uh, if you're resilient, there's less opportunity for you to be irritable, right? So you're going to be less less irritable. It's going to make it easier for you to, for you to relax, to unwind, to carve out some time to actually decompress, which is really, really important. The other thing it does as well is it makes it easier for you to make better decisions because you're able to think more logically. Uh, not as emotionally because sometimes when you are highly emotional and sometimes emotion and fatigue is connected and not necessarily be making great decisions when that happens. So you're able to think a lot more logically and therefore make better decisions. Being resilient also will enable you to be in a better frame of mind which will then lead to you being less tired, less anxious and also um, remove or reduce significantly the opportunity to become depressed, right? So the more we build resilience, the more we focus on what we do have control over, the less likely it is that we're going to lead to uh, conditions or strategies around depression. Uh, from a physical health point of view as well, being resilient helps to lower levels of blood pressure. You potentially also will suffer from fewer headaches. Uh, and, and this is a big one, and certainly in some of the industries that are working as well, um, the reliance on external factors, external stimulants like drugs and alcohol is quite prevalent. When we're resilient, when we're, when we're thinking about and focusing on the things that we do have control over, we're less likely to abuse drugs and alcohol and therefore less likely to turn to those sort of external stimulants when it comes to trying to deal with what we're trying to deal with. And so when it came to this, we, we talked about, okay, what are then some of the tactics we can use? And, and the biggest call out that we talked about today was, well, there's a number of, there's a number of things we could do. Uh, for example, thinking about, you know what, you can build, build and make connections. So how do we... How do we continue to reach out to people? So don't isolate isolate things. Asking people if they're okay. Just sharing time with people. Going for a, going for a walk. Taking a 15-minute break and going to have a coffee or just getting some fresh air out of an environment. And just have a conversation just to decompress and uh, and just ask, ask and, and talk about anything other than related to work. So focusing on those connections because when, when connections are made, then that's where we have oxytocin that's flooding through our body, which is like the love drug. Now, I'm not talking about love in terms of uh, intimate love, but it's the connection drug. So uh, when, we can, when we can do that, when we can make connections like that, when oxytocin can flow through the body, then it enables us to build up levels of resilience, which means we're able to better control the things we've got control over. We also shared today that the fact that there's there's three conditions that typically, and it's a bit of a generalization, I know, but there's typically three conditions or three situations that we find ourselves in. Uh, we're either going into a crisis, we're currently in a crisis, or we're coming out of a crisis. Now, it's a little bit of a flippant comment, but when you think about it, and certainly in leadership and certainly in sales, there's always something happen, and no two days necessarily are going to be the same. So there's always something we've got to grapple with. Uh, and just when we think we've, we've come out of a particular issue, there's another issue that comes up that we need to be uh, dealing with and taking care of. So thinking about that and therefore looking at, okay, what, how can I view this situation differently? How can I view this with a glass half full type of perspective versus a glass half empty type of perspective? So thinking about how can we view it differently 
but also how can I accept that maybe if there's change happening, how can I view that change is just a part of everyday living? It's just a part of the, the I guess, the status quo of what I've got to deal with on a regular basis. And it's just accepting it for what it is and therefore looking at it for what it is and therefore choosing how I respond to it uh, based on that. Moving moving towards a goal, and interestingly, even in sales, a lot of sales leaders and a lot of sales teams, for whatever reason, don't necessarily sit down and set really uh, stretched goals or really definitive goals. They might have a sales target, and that seems to be the fault sort of target that they're focused on. But interestingly, when I asked these guys today, what sort of goals do you have? They were quite general, and it was almost like, well, we want to improve productivity, but there's nothing granular, nothing specific they were necessarily focused on. So I said, okay, what if you set a specific goal around what you can do over the next 30 days for you as a leader, but also sit down with your team and think about, okay, guys, what can we achieve over the next 30 days? And if we put all of our attention on the behaviors and the activity that will help us at least move close to that, then it actually will start us building a level of resilience and also from that, a level of confidence that we can actually move in the right direction. And so when it's when it comes time to setting the goal, it's followed by and it must be followed by taking really decisive action. And when you take action, it's not about achieving the goal, it's about making progress to the goal. And I said, well, as a leader, one of the best things you guys can do is you can reward your team for making progress. It's not necessarily giving them a slap on the back when they've hit the goal, it's actually giving them some regular encouragement and some reward and recognition for the progress they're making towards that goal. Because what that will do is it will continue to build individual levels of resilience within the team themselves, but also give them the confidence and the courage to keep going, even when some of them might think, well, this goal is such a big stretch goal, and I'm not sure whether we can get it. But if they know that they're going to get some recognition and they know their leader is behind them and showing them the way, then they're more likely to put one step in front of the other, which is exactly what we want to do. And the biggest one we talked about around building resilience, and this is something that, that we need to all focus on, is making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And one of the one of the participants in this program today was talking about the fact that they wanted to do some Pilates, but they're trying to they're trying to get Pilates done like on a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon, where really they wanted to go to a Pilates class during the week at like six o'clock. But they feel guilty by leaving the business because the expectations are that they're there for 80, 68 hours a week. So I issued this person a challenge and I said, well, what's stopping you from uh, making that making that booking uh, to do a six o'clock class? And and he said, well, nothing, actually. I said, well, then make a decision and just do it. And whatever happens, happens. Know that you can control what happens because you can control the response that you have to what everybody anybody actually says. Because some of them are afraid of, if I leave early, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Uh, but I said, guys, you're, not, you're no good to anybody if you're not looking after yourself. So sometimes, in order for you to be your very best, and certainly this applies to sales leadership, but really any any role that you do, you're no good to anybody if you're not looking after yourself. So we've talked a lot about the fact that recovery is really important, and that's why reflection as a leader is absolutely critical. Thinking about and taking time out for yourself each week to look after yourself, to reflect on the week that's been, to think about the things that went well, to think about the things that didn't go well, and continue to focus on and identify the things that you want to continue to look at next week in order to get better, but also bridge some gaps. Part of that's going to be some self-reflection on, on looking after yourself and looking after your health. Now, if that means going for a run, if that means going to the gym, if that means doing a Pilates class or whatever the case might be, then you've got to prioritize that because, again, you're not going to be good to anybody if you're not there. And so the whole point of the of the session today and the point of this podcast is to really look at what do you actually have control over. And the one thing you do have control over is, A, your time, but also what you choose to do with that time and the decisions you make from time to time. 
Now I left I left the team today with a little analogy, and it was it was really pertinent, but again pretty cheesy. And I and I think I've used this on the podcast as well. There are three frogs sitting on the log, and one of the frogs decided to jump in. How many frogs were left on the log? Now, interestingly, some of the guys said, oh, there's two two left on the log. And I said, well, actually, no, there's three still left on the log because when one decided to jump in, they didn't actually jump in. So it's one thing to make a decision. It's another thing entirely to actually take the action behind that decision. So the key message today is what do you have control over? And you need to make a decision. You need to make a decision in terms of what you do have control over in terms of the responses to everything that happens to you because, again, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do as a choice in response to what happens to you, that is the most important thing, and that's what you have control over. So make a decision to be really decisive, but also make a decision to take that decisive action on the back of that particular decision and focus on what you do have control because once you've done that, once you understand that you've got control over the responses to anything that happens to you, you've got a level of personal power which will naturally build a level of resistance. And in the process, you'll continue to condition the people around you on how to deal with you and you'll be leading by example. Now, if you can do that consistently over a period of time, then you'll develop a habit not just for yourself, but it'll start to wear off in your team as well. And what you'll find is naturally people will start to develop develop higher levels of resilience and they'll be able to get higher levels of return for the effort they put in, which theoretically should mean, not just theory, but it also should practically mean, that you don't have to spend as much time at work because part of this will be starting to delegate more effectively and also teaching your team about what they have control over in terms of the things that are happening to them as well. So a really important message today. And of course, if you're looking and committed to taking your sales leadership to the exceptional level, where not only are you building more resilience, you're building more meaning, creating more opportunities for your team and building those sustainable results into the process, creating more sales opportunities and therefore better sales results, love to work with you one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar, Jump on to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, and I'll give you a call and talk about what that program looks like for you. Looking for a couple of uh, great clients coming up over the next uh, three months to work with. So look forward to having that conversation and really helping you drive some exceptional results. So once again, thanks for plugging into the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast, and I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.